When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the WFNY Cornercast, a podcast that takes an in-depth look at the Cleveland Guardians baseball team and farm system. Presented to you by the WaitingForNextYear.com network of podcasts. Here are Gerbs, Mitch, and Ethan. Hello and welcome to the WFNY Cornercast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and Waiting for Next Year community. I am your host, Joe Gerbs Gerberry, and I am once again Han soloing it. Uh, Farmer Ethan is still deep, deep, Jason Conception voice, into wedding prep, and Dr. Mitch is tending to some family issues. So I am here to give you some guards' thoughts and recap some of what has transpired over the last few weeks for you guys here. Uh, if you were here at my house, somehow, uh, creepily watching me uh, while I record this, you would see my All the Smoke uh, Josh Naylor t-shirt, which is uh, fantastic and has been commented on all day, but uh, I put it on this morning in honor of Josh Naylor's six. RBI game uh, just yesterday. Uh, again, I am recording this on Thursday night, uh, so it will go up Friday morning. But um, you can also find this lovely All the Smoke Joshua uh, T. Naylor, I don't know his middle initial, uh, shirt at breakingtea.com backslash WFNY. That will take you to the Cleveland Collection. Uh, check out all the shirts that they have there. I'm sure they'll have some brown subs coming out soon. But this is a Guardians podcast, and you want all your guards gear. So get those uh, t-shirts at breakingtea.com backslash WFNY today. So, um, as I said, Josh Naylor had a uh, heck of a game yesterday. Uh, I think he went 4-5, 6 RBIs, hit a home run. Um, man was killing it. Man was doing all they needed to. The uh, team scored 12 runs, which I think um, Reflog18 on Twitter posted a graphic this morning that we have talked about in our Discord today. Uh, that given the run scored in yesterday's win on the season to date, it accounts for more than 6%, I think, of the team's run scoring output on the season. Uh, Bodie was able to do the math, and one game, having, with the number of games that they have played, one game accounts for 2% of the games played to this point. So, they scored 6%, and probably more, of their runs in 2% of the season. So... That's a uh, show for how good yesterday was for the offense and also how much the offense has been struggling. But um, 
we're going to save all those things for later uh, because the offense has looked better um, this Baltimore series and even the, the St. Louis one before it things have gotten a little bit better but there is also great slash better news ahead for the rotation which wasn't really struggling but is getting a nice little injection of some help so let's do our news and notes um first thing uh first thing big thing uh Aaron Savale Tristan McKenzie are returning from the IL this weekend uh Aaron Savale will start tomorrow night's or today's game depending upon when you're hearing this uh starting Friday's game against the Twins um he is going to be taking Hunter Gaddis's spot. So the no roster moves have been made to this point, and what we do know is that uh, Cal Quantrill, uh, according to Zach Meisel's reporting, is headed to the uh, IL with ERA inflation. Um, oh, no wait, there's a smudge on my computer. That's uh, shoulder inflammation. Haha! <laughs> I can make jokes even when I'm alone. So, uh, yeah, actually, it's shoulder inflammation that has Cal Quantrill feeling the way that he has and performing a little bit under uh, what we expected. So um, he is going to be heading to the IL, and um, that figures to be one of the spots that they need for this weekend for these two starters coming up. Uh, as we said, Savali is taking Hunter Gaddis's spot in the rotation. There have been no transactions made as of today, June 1st. However, obviously two two moves have to be made. One of them has to be a 40-man move because Tristan was on the 60-day IL, uh, removing him from the 40-man roster. So it's possible that we see a bigger move that could be a 40-man move needs to be somebody leaving the organization, basically. That could be something as little as you know, designated for assignment, somebody lowered down in the minors. Um, there are players that are there that could possibly move out. You know, a Richie Palacios, a, um, you know, David Fry, something like that, that could be uh, smaller moves that are less impactful for the foreseeable future of the franchise. Uh, however, there could be, you know, big moves, like what I uh, pitched and floated in our Discord that maybe we see Bo Naylor this weekend uh, and Mike Zanino gets DFA'd. That would make sense. You know, um, Cal goes on the IL tomorrow for Savoli to come up. Hunter Gaddis stays over the weekend just to ensure some depth on the from the bullpen in case Savoli gets hurt or can't go that far. Um, Saturday is going to be Logan Allen pitching. Tonight is Tanner Bybee. Um, so the two rookies are going tonight, and then, like I said, Savali tomorrow. Um, Hunter Gaddis gets sent down for uh, Bo Naylor on Sunday, and then Tristan gets called up, or gets activated, and Mike Zeno gets DFA'd. This is not reporting at all. This is me telling you a somewhat logical transaction that could slash should happen for this roster. Um, it remains to be seen whether or not that's actually something that will happen. Um, I would love for it to. Uh, 
no harm, no no harm meant for Mike Zanino, but Cam Gallagher has had the better offense at this point in time, and uh, we've heard from might as well we've heard from other reporters, you know, that uh, Cam Gallagher handles the staff really well. Um, actually, might as well had a piece this weekend, this week rather, that uh, he did an interview with Tanner Bybee and Cam Gallagher about. Um, one of the games against the uh, Bybee start against the Cardinals, where he struck out Lars Newbar, um, I think three times that weekend, and they went over uh, in at bat of Lars and went pitch by pitch going through, and Bybee raved about Cam. You know, he's a genius out there. Wouldn't have been able to do it without him. He he called a good game. Um, so there's definitely some reason to think that it would be Zanino. Uh, he's been pretty much they've been pretty much every other day, um, but Cal- Cam Gallagher has been getting more of a start at, at catcher, which you know probably isn't a bad thing. Um, if it's going to help defensively and calling a game, that's fine. We did that last year with Hedges, Austin Hedges, and you know sacrificed the bat for better defense, better calling. And if Bo's coming up, then, you know, you get a little bit more of the offensive side from him. So, uh, one thing I've been tracking, and and, uh, the guys on our Discord have been helping, uh, Bo Naylor has now worked with every single pitcher on, I think, the 40-man, because he's catching Joey uh, Cantillo tonight. Um, He has worked with every single starting pitcher on the 40-man roster, except for Shane Bieber. So, um, that's a good sign that they are trying to, you know, work Bow in with the future of the franchise. You know, he obviously had extensive time with Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee last year in the minors. Um, has worked with Kevin Williams since he came up this year and caught uh, both Zavale and McKenzie multiple times in their rehab assignments. So... It makes sense, guys. I'm not, again, not reporting anything. Just simply telling you this is what could slash should happen. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to see Bo Naylor up this weekend and uh, getting that uh, getting that moved along. So, we are very excited to see the starters back. Um, Mackenzie just, I, I feel like, while he's obviously replacing at this point, you know, Savale and... So all I'm interested in replacing Gaddis and Quantrill, and Gaddis has had a, a mixed bag this year. He hasn't been as bad as he was last year. He's been he's been much better, um, but still, both those veteran pitchers you'd rather have than Gaddis uh, or Quantrill. So that uh, those are big games that are coming up, and we're excited to see um, what those guys look like in uh, Guardians uniforms this year. Um, Savali has not pitched much this year. Tristan hasn't pitched at all uh, for Cleveland, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see what happens this weekend. Keep an eye out for those games. Uh, like I said Friday and Sunday will be those guys' starts. So, all right, uh, let's take a quick break. Let me take a drink, and then we will look at uh, some interesting things with the offense that have been happening uh, this past uh, week or week and a half. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, guys. As I said, let's, uh, let's get into the offense. So they uh, obviously explode for 12 runs yesterday in the uh, series win against the Orioles. Uh, they got another series win against the Cardinals. Um, like I said, the offense is just looking better. That starts from the top, as all things do. Uh, Stephen Kwan has just been getting on base lately. Um, last seven days, uh, 321, 367, 393, triple slash. Um, I just use those for when I give you guys seven-day stats because it just really encapsulates what's been going on. You can just see it a little bit better than, like, OPS or whatever. But eight runs scored uh, for Kwan. He's just he's getting on base, you know, not more often than not, but he, he's he's doing more things with the bat, more Quan things. Um, he had a couple of other way, you know, gappers um, on Wednesday. I'm trying to think of what day it was, and um, I think he had I think he had like three or four hits uh, in that game. And when he's able to get on base, it puts the pressure on the pit, the opposing pitching to uh, make good make good throws to Ahmed, to Jose, to Naylor, and um, these guys that are further down the line. Um, and that shows also with uh, Jose. Jose's eating up as, as well. Triple slash last seven days. 345, 345, which means no walks. Uh, 483 with... Um, so you can see he's getting a little bit better with slugging. He's got four doubles in these last seven days. One of them was the uh, walk-off win. I think that was Sunday. Um, no home runs. It, it, the, the big, big power has not been there for Hosey this year. Um, but it is good to see him starting to get going, starting to get heated up. Um, he had a really good play this week uh, where it was a, a gapper in in short right field. Um, I think the, the the radio, I couldn't remember if it was Tom, uh, Tom Hamilton on the radio or one of the TV guys. You know, 99% of the players in the league would have just taken a single in that spot. Hosey had the wherewithal, the, the awareness to stretch it into a double, getting on second. Forming, uh, forcing the issue with the uh, the extra movement there. So um, he's just he's, he's looking better. He's looking more like himself. Uh, the power will come as you know. He's like I said. The the pitchers are forced to pitch a little bit better with Quan on with um, the protection behind him. Um, speaking of that protection. Uh, you know, I wore the shirt today because uh, he's he's been doing it. But Josh Taylor is smoking hot right now. Uh, last seven days, 450, 522, 750. That's a like 1200 OPS, guys, over the last seven days. That mean 522 means flip a coin, and that's likely to tell you if Josh Taylor is on base or not. Uh, more likely than not, on base. Uh, three doubles, one home run, eight RBI in his last seven days. Like I said, he had six yesterday on Wednesday. So, you know, 
maybe a little skewed. Uh, didn't do didn't do too much in the other ones, but you know, hey, he's getting it right. He's doing it. He's doing a darn thing. Um, he has been having better at bats, uh, fouling some pitches away, making them work for it a little bit more. Um, cutting down on the K rate for Josh is big. Um, there's a lot of times this year where he has looked like he's trying to hit a five run home run, and it, it's. It's good to see him getting more inside himself, staying with the ball, um, just doing more with what he is being given. And he is providing that protection for Hosey in the uh, third or fifth spot, whatever he is, if he's behind Bell, behind Jose. Um, he is nursing a sore wrist. Um, he was in the original lineup and got moved out. So um, hoping that it's just a day thing and he'll be all right. Uh, this is a four-game set with the Twins that they have coming up. So, hoping Josh is good. The other guy that uh, has been doing... Um, I wrote down just just weird stats. Uh, Gabe Arias. Bodie had a really good uh, Twitter thread today um, about Arias. Had a mammoth shot to uh, in, the, in that Baltimore series. Um, it wasn't to the opposite field. He, he, he parked one in left center, but it was, I think, 441 uh, on the ticker tape. So, um, last seven days, 154, not too great, but 353 on base, 462 uh, slugging. He has only two hits in these last seven days, but one was that home run, another was another double that he had. Um, he's had four walks and three Ks uh, in this last week. So that just goes to show he's he's seeing the ball better. Um, he is doing that contact ability that the team likes to do, uh, fouling some pitches away, keeping at bats going. Um, you can do a little bit more with. You can take a little bit more of the K's if you are okay. If you're getting good at bats like Arias is doing, um, I labeled him. Uh, Little Carlos or uh, Little Santana. Uh, Gabe just seems like the kind of the guy like Carlos Santana was. Um, Carlos Santana did not like to be the designated hitter. He wanted to play in the field every day. He didn't like moving around the diamond. He was willing to. He was willing to work and be somewhere. You know, the third base experiment for Santana. It didn't work out for him. It wasn't great. But um, Arias plays all over the field. Um, he's doing all right in right field. I, I prefer him in the infield, but it's just it just clogged up until they decide that Ahmed is, is done, um, which might not be until the trade deadline. But um, uh, Arias has seemed like the kind of guy that he, he's not the Tyler Freeman plug-and-play, you know, ride the bench until we need you against a lefty. He needs, seems to be a guy that needs to play every day, and he's doing some good stuff with what he's with what he's at. He, the power is starting to be there. Um, like I said, that that on base, you'll you'll take the the no hits if he's able to to work the count, get on base, and um, you know provide that power in the lower uh, lower parts of the lineup. Um, that's what you want, and, and that's what you're looking for when you're looking at a guy like Arias. Um, 
I don't want to claim him the winner of the right field job over Will Brennan. Uh, Willie Dubags has done decently um, as of late, but if it's me, I just want to see what Arias does. The tools are there, and earlier in the year, I was starting to get out on Arias. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't seeing what everybody else was seeing in him, uh, it, the prospect profile, rather. Um, but I, I like what I see from him in, you know, the the defense is there, um, the on-base is there, and, and the power is obviously there. So if he can keep up those things, uh, there's a place for him in the lineup. He just needs to keep on, um, keep getting on base. That's basically the big thing for him. Um, you know, you can be, there are, there's a reason Carlos Santana has been in the league as long as he has. And is still in the league, so. <coughs> All right, one last thing, and then we're getting out of here because uh, I don't know if you heard my cough there, but we are still struggling with this pollen and sinus uh, stuff here in Northeast Ohio because it's 90 degrees and dry as crap. So the kids are doing all right. Uh, Tanner Bybee, again, going tonight, uh, as and Logan Allen is pitching on Saturday. Logan Allen had uh, just a, a game of all games uh, last time out, went, I think, seven innings, struck out ten guys. Um, he is the 11th pitcher in Major League Baseball history to have the below these stats in three of his first seven starts. That's eight plus Ks, two earned runs or fewer, five hits or fewer. So let me, again, read that back to you. In, in, at, in at least three of his first seven games, he has struck out eight or more, allowed two or fewer runs, and five or fewer hits. He is looking like the bulldog that uh, he is, that we knew he was going to be. Tanner Bybee is no slouch himself. Um, hoping he keeps it going against the Twins tonight. Um, I'll be turning into that, tuning on that game as soon as I get off of here. But, um, yeah, Logan T. Allen, there is a reason we have been calling him uh, the one and only T-O-A-O for uh, around these parts. He is looking like one of a kind, and um, other guys that are in this, you know, stratosphere of, of, of pitchers that I mentioned here, uh, Steven Strasburg, um, I can't remember now, I, I had a tweet and I lost it, here we go, uh, Nolan Ryan? Ever heard of him? Dwight Gooden? Ever heard of him? Mark Pryor? Kerry Wood? Herb Score? So, yeah, these are names and guys that we uh, obviously know and love and want to see Logan Allen connected with as long as possible. Um, maybe not the injury stuff with some of those last ones that I mentioned there, Strasburg, Pryor, and Wood. But... Um, Logan and Bybee uh, Allen and Bybee are just shoving right now and it's great to see that the Cuyahoga Pitching Factory LLC is keeping the motors churning so that seems to be it for me I am reaching near my time with these uh, Han Solo pods I don't want to go too long because you're just hearing my voice and it's just me talking um 
I know Ethan is going to be back uh, closer to after the wedding. Um, I know Mitch wants to be back on too. We'll figure out what this looks like for you guys more in the coming weeks. Um, I hope to next week have uh, Mitch on. If not, I, I will probably do another solo pod. Um, if not, it might be another two weeks. I, I'm not 100% sure here. So we're trying to work out schedules, trying to figure some stuff out. But we want you guys to get as much corner cast as possible. And uh, so that's what we're going to do here. So for me, for myself, for I, I say good night, be safe, be loved, go guards. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.